It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It felt like there was a lot writing on Saturday's game against the Indiana Pacers for the Orlando Magic. A lot of early play-in implications for a team trying to make up a lot of ground. And the Magic dropped the ball. Plain and simple, the Magic did not play the way they needed to. Is it a cause of greater concern or just one of those days? How about a bit of both as things always are? I'm, I'm the lawyer. It depends. Doesn't depend, it's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 26, 2023. My name is Philip Rossmanike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic play what feels like a very big game, a game that has a lot of meaning, and don't play very well in it. A game that the Magic fall into some bad young habits and maybe succumb to the pressure. We're going to get into why the Magic ultimately failed to deliver in this critical game against the Indiana Pacers, what they can learn from it, and whether it's what it means for the bigger picture of the rest of this play and chase. We'll get to that coming up here 
in just one. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, this great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. It, it very much felt like there was a lot riding on this game Saturday against the Indiana Pacers. Um, last home game before a week long road trip. Um, a chance, just very, just like physically and viscerally, a chance to climb over the Indiana Pacers to get from 13th to 12th in the standings. Um, if the Magic are going to make the play-in tournament, they're eventually going to have to climb over team, over the Indiana Pacers, climb over the Chicago Bulls. They're going to have to find their way over these two teams to just get in position to be the next team to climb over the Toronto Raptors or Washington Wizards, whoever happens to be intent on that day. I believe it's the Wizards right now. And so this... Game, not symbolically, but actually had significant standings meaning, significant postseason meaning. And a sellout crowd at the Amway Center on a Saturday night for, you know, no offense to Indiana Pacers. I think they're really, really fun. I have friends who work for the Pacers. Um, they are a fun team, but they are not a marquee team. So to sell that game out on the same night that Orlando City sells out their home opener against the New York Red Bulls, congrats to the Lions, big 1-0 win, raise that, cha- raise that U.S. Open Cup banner along with the USL banners, which we which us USL people who have been around since the USL days certainly appreciate. It, it was a big moment. It's a big night. And there was a lot of energy. There was a lot of buzz among Magic fans, uh, among everyone to deliver in these kinds of games. Now, I will argue later... That failure is, we'll, we'll talk about failure later on in the episode, in the, in the, episode, in the show, because I think there's an important point to bring out. But this felt like a critical juncture and a critical moment and opportunity for this young Magic team. For this young team to deliver in a playoff-like atmosphere. I don't want to say the Magic completely dropped the ball. Because despite their poor shooting, despite some of the things that they struggled with, things that are bigger picture issues that we will talk about here, I thought the Magic really fought and competed. There was urgency. There was a hint of desperation. They wanted to stay in this game, and at least for the first half, it was punch and punch back. The Pacers went on a run. The Magic went on a run. These two teams could not be separated, and it really felt like we were due for a really tight competitive game, and a game that I think meant a lot to both teams. They under, uh, you know, the coaches will probably downplay it, but I think both of these teams understood what was at stake and why this game had a little bit of weight to it. And again, for the Magic, it's probably one of the first times that they felt a game with these kinds of stakes. With as small as they are, you know, it's, it's it's little things, but this kind of pressure to deliver and make a tangible game. It's 
it's a pressure that they need to feel. We'll, we'll get to that in a bit. But the second half could not have gone worse for the Orlando Magic. All the things that the Magic did to kind of buoy themselves and kind of keep themselves in the game uh, eventually just collapsed. And after the game, Jamal Mosley, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, you know, all said essentially the same thing. Franz Wagner, I think, phrased it the best. The Magic did the one thing they cannot do, and that is let their offense affect their defense. Let their poor shot making, let their poor shooting affect their ability to get down and defend. The Pacers are a team that likes to run. When the Magic missed shots, the Pacers ran, and they were able to build that lead into double digits, and Orlando just could not get themselves back. One sequence in particular really stands out. The, the game was still in the balance. Orlando was, was in the game. Franz Wagner misses a wide-open three in the corner. The Pacers rebound it, push it ahead to Tyrese Halliburton. He fumbles the ball, collects it in the corner, steps up and buries a three as the Magic's defense is scrambling to get to him. That's a six-point turnaround, and I think it turned what was a, a five-point game into an eight-point game. And... Again, just deflated a Magic team that I think was trying extremely hard to stay in this game and give themselves a chance to win it, but couldn't get over the hump. Couldn't quite get themselves all the way back into it. This is, this is unfortunately, kind of part of the deal with the Magic. Um, and, and as mostly said after the game, it's the first time in a long time that something like this has happened. The Magic lost one base. It, it, it was not a great defensive game at, at the end of the day, although I thought the Magic did play good defense in the, in the first half. Um, the Magic just let go of the rope. And it wasn't that they let go of the rope because they gave up. They let go of the rope, trying desperately to grab it as it was, as it was funneling through their hands, giving them rope burn and all, the, all that stuff. They, they just couldn't grab it and stop it from... from from coalescing around them. And while I think, yes, the, the defense did slack because the offense wasn't going, I, I think that kind of the big takeaway is, A, the Pacers are not a great matchup for the Magic, but B, the Magic just have this tall hill to climb every single game. And especially against teams like the Pacers. That hill can be really daunting. And some nights, the formula that the Magic have to win games is just going to be impossible. And that's why the Magic find themselves, you know, not necessarily 13th in the East, because I think they're 13th in the East because of the injuries early in the season, but that's why the Magic find themselves in the play-in chase and not a, a notch above, not, not a notch ahead. This team is flawed. Like, there's there's just no getting around it. Orlando shoots 6 for 28 from beyond the arc. The Pacers make 15 threes. The math on that is pretty simple. The Pacers got 27 more points than Orlando did off the three-point line. But the thing is, the Magic do have a formula to counteract this. As long as they can keep that within range, and the Magic, again, are the third-best team in the league in three-point field goal defense— even though they give up the second most threes in the league, the math to make up for this is still pretty clear. The Magic strategy 
offensively to make up for their lack of three-point shooting is get to the paint, get to the foul line. Create turnovers, get in transition. Get to the paint, get to the foul line. And Orlando got 36 free throws in this game. But they struggled in the paint. They shot 29 to 55. They got outscored 62-58 in the paint. They didn't they, they they struggled to deal with Miles Turner's length and size in, in in the paint and they could not score consistently there. And yeah, they hit two or three more threes, especially in the right moments. Their defense locks in a little bit more. They don't feel like they have to make up ground. But that's the bargain that the Magic have made all year long. This is the, just the essential, you know, kind of problem, gimmick, bargain, whatever the word is. This is the central tension of the season and of this team. They can defend at a high level. They can score decently. But they're not going to shoot well every night. They're not going to take enough threes to, to outscore anybody. And they got to get to the foul line and get to the paint to be successful. In this game, they did not shoot anywhere near well enough. The Pacers only turned the ball over 10 times. I think it was 10 times for 16 points. The Magic didn't force enough turnovers. They didn't get enough transition opportunities. They didn't get enough easy opportunities. And they struggled enough in the paint, both offensively and defensively, that they had no chance. You talk about paths to victory. The Magic did not follow theirs in this critical game. In this big, 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 big game. With all the weight associated with it. The Magic, you know, for lack of a better way to phrase it, panicked. Got frustrated. And let go of the rope in, er- in areas where the whole thing collapsed. And you can see how easy it is for this thing to collapse. Now, like Mosley said, games like Saturday nights, as as frustrating as they are because of how big this game felt, are rare. The Magic are 20 and 16 in their last 36 games. They're like half a season of playing plus 500 basketball. We will take that. That's a good starting point. That's a good area for this team to continue growing. But look, Playoff games, playoff atmospheres tell you exactly what you need. They reveal all your weaknesses. And sure, this isn't a playoff series, so weaknesses aren't constantly exploited. So it could just be one bad game. Everybody has a bad game. You hope it doesn't come in games with this much kind of attention and meaning to them that everybody has a bad game. Every team just has a night where they don't have it. This was a night where the Magic didn't have it. And unfortunately, that just feels kind of normal for this group. There's still a lot to work on, so a lot to build with this roster, both internally and, sure, externally. But the Magic will get another opportunity like this, and the hope is that they will learn and improve upon it. We'll get to that point and what this means for the larger play-in chase coming up here in a moment, we'll go through the box score as well in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Prize Full Swing. And I know you are looking for a daily fantasy game that can test your skills and ability to predict what's going to happen. We all want that. Well, those most of the daily fantasy games that I've played in the past 
are just impossible. You're playing against these huge groups of people. You're just lucky to get your money back. The scoring system's confusing. You want something simple and easy, something you could fill out in 60 seconds. That's what prize picks is. The way this works is you pay, you pick two to six players, and if they go on to score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Want to bet that Wendell Carter Jr. is going to have more than 11 rebounds in Monday's game against the Pelicans? Just say you'll have more, and I don't think the number is as high as 11, by the way. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus projections available. And prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college ball. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. They have they offer safe and fast withdrawals. They're currently available in more than 30 states, including here in Florida as well. The prize picks app today. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That means if you deposit $100, Price picks will give you $100. So if you deposit $50, price picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Let's go through the final box score for the Orlando Magic. They fall to the Indiana Pacers, one twenty-one to one hundred eight. Um, again, I, I I don't share the panic out of this loss. Um, I, I I do agree with the assessment that the Magic let their defense slip as offensive frustration built. Um, I think Orlando did work to get good shots. Um, you know, I, I saw some people questioning effort. Um, you know, and I was just, I, I kept thinking to myself, no, the effort was fine. I think the team played hard. If anything, they were trying too hard at times. They were trying to do too much. Uh, I think the intensity and the game plan to attack Miles Turner was not followed as precisely as they needed to. But at the end of the day, they got to make shots. And I, and I think that's just, you know, you go six for 29 from beyond the arc. It, it's really hard to win in this league shooting that poorly. Um, I credit the Magic. I saw some people say, well, the Magic got to stop taking threes. And I was like, well, the Magic actually aren't taking a ton of threes. I actually give them a lot of credit. They knew they didn't have threes. They still they still looked to take open threes when they were there, and they got to keep shooting them. You got to keep shooting open threes when you get them. But they didn't settle for, they didn't settle from beyond the arc at all, in my opinion. They just missed shots. And it was everywhere. It was threes. It was in the paint. It was the mid-range when they got him. They just missed everywhere. But there's still some good things to grab out of this game. And again, it's it's some of it is this is just the point they have to press better. Franz Wagner, 21 points, 7 for 12, shooting 2 for 5 from beyond the arc, 5 for 6 from deep, 6 rebounds. Back-to-back 20-point games for Franz Wagner after he went a month without scoring 20 points. This is a good thing. And if anything, again, twelve shot, only getting 12 shots, he had 6 free throws, so let's say he had 15 real field goal attempts. Getting only that many shots, like 
Let's bump that up. Let's get him the ball more. Let's, you know, he was driving the basket. He was finishing at the basket well. I love the game that Franz Wagner played offensively. Um, it, it again, he had had that miss that I highlighted. But again, you should be able to live with misses. It, it, open misses you can live with because it's the process, not the result. Um, again, results do matter. I'm not. Uh, we're, we're at a point where results do matter. They do got to start making these shots. But Franz looks like he was refreshed and, and played really well. I got to give credit to Paolo Bancaro too. 19 points, 6 for 12 shooting, 7 for 9 from the foul line, 6 rebounds. Yes, there are still some stretches where I think he is forcing action a little bit too much. His defensive intensity and focus wavers. But look, Paolo Bancaro has had a game where he shot 50% or better since the Philadelphia game in late January. Um, He's had only three games shooting 50% or better in his last 17 outings. This is a good thing to see Paolo get the ball to the basket. And the way that he did it, look, he didn't settle for threes. He's not settling for jumpers. He's trying to get to the basket. He's trying to get to the foul line. Nine free throw attempts. That's the Paolo Bancaro we know and love. That's the Paolo Bancaro the Magic need. So again, if there are positives to come out of this game, Franz and Paolo played really well. Again, Paolo had 12 field goal attempts. You'd love to see that number bump up a little bit. Nine free throws. So add four maybe four more shot attempts to that to, to, for, for his time getting the foul line. 16 is a pretty good number for him. So I think that, I think that the mat, I think that, again, there are good things here. Um, you know, as bad as the Magic, as poorly as the Magic played offensively, their two best players really stepped up. And again, I think the Magic just have to be smarter about making sure those guys touch the ball, keeping those guys aggressive, keeping those guys going downhill, because they will make smart passes to the perimeter. Again, the, the ball wasn't moving well today. 16 assists, 35 field goals, but a lot of missed shots in between. Um, they will get pressure on the defense. Those are the two fulcrums for this team. Marco Fultz honestly also had a decent game. 18 points, 6 for 14 shooting, 6 for 6 from the foul line, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 turnovers. So the turnovers were the issue with him. Um, again, just trying to get the ball moving. And Fultz, I think, does a really good job getting into the lane, setting up that mid-range jumper. He picks his spots well. Those three guys played up. Um, the problem is virtually no one else did. Wendell Carter was 1 for 11, missed all five of his three-pointers, 3 for 6 from the foul line, 5 points. A lot of foul trouble. Had three fouls early in the first first quarter. Um, I like that Jamal Mosley kept him in after the second foul, to be perfectly honest. Um, you don't foul out your own players, but that took him completely out of rhythm. He played only 18 minutes in this game. Gary Harris, 5 points, 1 for 8 shooting, 1 for 7 from deep. Just couldn't find the range in this game. His three-point shooting is just so vital. Just, just a, He's threw a little mini slump. He had a really good game on Thursday, but just couldn't hit shots. Then you go to the bench. The Magic's bench has been usually pretty reliable to build leads and help help this team out. Didn't really give them much in this game. Uh, Bull Bull had four points, two for three shooting, three block shots. Did some good things, but like you watch his game enough. I still think he's a little hesitant to shoot. He's not taking threes. He's been through a major three-point slump, um, and he's just not willing to take threes right now, and that's got to change. That's got to be a priority for him. Um, Again, just he's got to be more aggressive. Defensively, he's got to be smarter, too. I know he blocked a few shots, um, which is a good sign, but his defense is still still worrisome. Uh, Jalen Suggs, 4 for 12, 2 for 5 from deep, 4 for 4 from the foul line, 14, you know, uh, sorry, uh, 14 points for him. He scored, but really inefficiently. Um, again, just trying to going too hard to the rim, uh, settling for the three, settling for those jumpers. But it, it just 
It just didn't all come together. Didn't play with the same kind of defensive energy. And, and look, this team missed Jonathan Isaac, which is you know a big thing to say. Um, but that's not an excuse. They should be a lot better. Cole Anthony, 8 points, 2 for 7, shooting 5 assists. He usually provides a lot more stability to that second unit. Just never really came together. And again, you just have too many guys with just awful shooting nights. Wendell Carter, 1 for 11. Gary Harris, 1 for 8. Jalen Suggs, 4 for 12. Cole Anthony, 2 for 7. This team just does not have the offensive ability to sustain multiple bad shooting nights from multiple players. When Franz and Paolo are going, they just need two more guys to really go with them, and they'll be fine offensively. No one else was really going with them in this one, and that's kind of where, where the magic fell, fell in this one. 38.9% shooting overall, 35 for 96 for 29 from the three-point line, 32 for 38 from the foul line. Like I said, they got outscored in the paint 62 to 58. Um, again, they only make two more field goals than them, uh, 31 for 49. Orlando's 29 to 54, so it wasn't like a, a, a really bad night, but you know when the Magic have to get to the basket, they have to get to the basket. Eight block shots for both teams, but Indiana's block shots seem to be much more significant. They turn the ball over only 10 times for 13 Orlando points. Orlando turns it over 14 times for 17 points. So the turn again, when your offense is struggling as much as Orlando's, do, Orlando's was, the turnovers really, really hurt. At the end of the day, like, look, you know, Miles Turner had 24 points. Ben, ben Matherin had 19 off the bench. Jordan Wara had 18 off the bench. The Pacers just got better performances from their key players. I don't think the difference between these teams is 13 points or the 21 that was the biggest lead that the Pacers had. I think the Magic just had a really poor shooting night. Um, you know, sometimes there's three-point luck involved. And I think as the Magic have started, I think, and the Magic have shown this, when they do miss shots, they tend to press a little bit. They tend to really struggle to kind of get themselves back. And so that's just a habit they have to fix or they just have to get better shooters. I mean, it's, it's, it's really that simple. The Orlando Magic fall to the Indiana Pacers 121 to 108. It's we can't ignore how big this game felt. But I want to make the point that failure is an option and failure is okay in this sense to help learn. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Well, then you gotta try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier. I'm trying. Sorry sorry for all the snacks in my, my pantry. But if you're like me and you want to eat healthier, you don't want to, but don't want to compromise taste and want that little chocolate fix, you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you, you won't think they're good for you, but they actually are. The 100% real chocolate obviously differentiates Built Bar from so many of those other bars that ha- have chocolate in them, but it just doesn't taste right. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And trust me, they all taste good. Even flavors you don't think will taste good, taste good. I'm really not sure how Built does it, but they do. They make these bars that have amazing macros too. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. I even saw... Built Bar actually at Publix when I went shopping on Thursday. I was really excited to see Built Bar in, in the stores because my box is running low. Built, send me one. Uh, I got a refill, and I know that I know I could get them at my local Publix now too. But you could get them at Walmart or Sam's Club as well. So pick up a four box at Walmart with cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs, or get a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro at your local Sam's Club. Check it out today, Built Bar, the candy, the, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. This is Jake from Locked On. 
Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I will continue to say this. I am both a believer that the Magic should be and are in the play and chase. I firmly believe that they are taking some really significant steps. I'm really excited about what this team can be and what this team's going to accomplish the rest of the year. I'm a firm believer in all of that. I will lead. I, I, I think I've been leading that 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 cha- that flag and and that banner. But I'm also a believer that this year is not about this year. You probably heard me say that a million times. You probably heard me say that when the team was at its lowest as well as as the team was beginning to figure some things out. This year is not about this year. It is not important whether the Magic actually make the playing or not. As fun as it would be, and it would be good, like don't get me wrong, it would be very good if the Magic made the playing tournament. It would be a huge sign of what this team is capable of. But it is not the essential aspect of this season. It is not the essential thing that this team has to accomplish. At the end of the day, this this Magic group has already achieved their goals for the season. Um, you know, they've 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 hit those baseline goals, and now it's about, well, let's do more. Let's let's do a little bit more. Let's let's take another step forward. Um, everything we're experiencing right now is is absolute gravy. And so, I kind of look at Saturday night's game as kind of a baseline test. This Magic team, again, because the only player, there are only two players on this roster, three players on this roster that have actually ever been in a playoff game. Gary Harris, Jonathan Isaac, and Markel Fultz. And, you know, guess who's actually got playoff experience among those three. This is a team that has never been through this kind of chase. Never been in this kind of pressure, in the NBA at least. And they are having to learn how to handle it all on the fly without much guidance. Everyone within the Magic was saying throughout the course of the week that the only way to get better at this is through experience. Now look, Saturday's game was important. I think I, I you could sense how big it was by the way fans were talking about, by the atmosphere in the Amway Center. I think even by the way the players approached it. Even the way that they failed made it feel like they knew how big this was and, and, and how big this opportunity was that slipped through their fingers. As Paolo Ben Carroll said after the game, the play-in stuff is in the back of their minds. As much as they want to focus on the day-to-day, 
they know what this game meant for the standings. And in failing to take advantage of it, they learned a lot. In failing to take this step and having it be in their hands, in failing to do that, the Magic learned the approach that they thought they needed isn't going to get the job done or isn't necessarily going to work. This is a big revelation to have. This is a big thing to have. Now, obviously, you don't want to fail. You want to succeed. And and I'm not saying that the Magic failed on purpose or anything like that as much as people want to blame Jamal Mosley's rotations. And sure, you know, even Mosley's got to learn this stuff. But failure teaches a lot too. And that's, again, like kind of the global thing that I think we have to come to understand and come to learn about the process the Magic are currently going through. They are going to learn a lot in their failure. In failing to make the play-in tournament, and failing to get the whole four games back, or even if they lose ground, they're going to learn and go through the experience of what this chase is like, of the pressure that they are going to be under, on what playoff intensity means. This was not a playoff game. It didn't feel like the playoff atmospheres that we saw in the New York and Miami games a a few weeks ago. But certainly it had playoff consequences. This Magic team needs to feel this. Whether they succeed or fail in them, they need to feel it. And guess what? The first time you do anything, you're going to struggle. The first time you do anything, you're going to make mistakes. And this was the Magic's first opportunity in a game to climb the standings directly against the team that they're chasing. They know there are big games like this ahead. They play Washington two more times this year. Both of those games are going to be significantly bigger than this game against the Pacers. Sorry. They are. But by going through this game and seeing how to play these games, they're going to be better prepared for those games. They're going to be better prepared for when the pressure really spikes. When they get home from that West Coast trip, they are going to have to be in a full sprint to the finish. They're going to have to, they're going to feel the the weight of potential elimination. Of having that dream cut off from them. Maybe even beyond their own control. But they're going to feel that pressure build. And it's only going to build and build and build and build and build as we get closer to the end of the season. And so the Magic have to understand how to handle that. And this game honestly came at a perfect juncture to do that. This game came early enough where it isn't going to kill the Magic... The, the, the season's not over. The play-in chase is not over. It's still hard. It's still a long road. But it's not over. It came early enough where that consequence isn't on the table. But it came late enough where you could feel the weight of this game. You could feel how important it could be. You could feel the goal that was just there out of reach. And now the Magic have to understand 
How do you respond to not reaching that? How do you respond to not living up to that pressure? How do you respond the next time you do get that opportunity? Because Pacers are still only a game and a half ahead. They're going to lose plenty. The Magic are still going to win games. They're still good enough. What's going to happen next? Those are the big questions that, that we don't know what whether this team can answer. And so the Magic now have this experience under their belt. They can look at the tape. They can think and understand why did this go wrong and how do, how do we make sure it's better next time? Because there will be a next time. That's the privilege the Magic have earned with this pressure. And they have to be ready the next time they get this challenge. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Because follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Game to Game NBA podcast every Monday through Friday. So we'll be back uh, Sunday night, Monday morning with a new one. Check out the Game to Game NBA podcast. Get the results from every game around the league from the local experts who know their team best. It's like watching every single game in the league in one sitting. Check it out on the Locked On NBA feed on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you download podcasts. Locked On Game to Game NBA Check it out today. That's good to do for me today, though. Today, though, I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll see you again next time another episode of Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.